Raking up leaves may be a chore or a cherished fall tradition, but is it the best choice for the environment? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here to find out. Roy? Thank you, Chris. David Mizajewski is a naturalist at the National Wildlife Federation, and he's here to offer advice about that fall tradition. So, David, you'd prefer that people don't rake up all those leaves on their lawns each fall. Why? Well, fallen leaves are a natural part of the ecosystem, and lots of wildlife species actually rely on them as habitat or as a place where they can find food. And so the National Wildlife Federation's Garden for Wildlife program, which we've been doing for about 45 years, tries to encourage people to, you know, basically make their yards and gardens a little bit more environmentally friendly to support the birds and the butterflies. So every year at this time, we try to get the message out, try to leave some of your fallen and leaves because birds are going to hunt for insects in them. Lots of butterflies and moths actually overwinter in that leaf litter. And animals like toads and salamanders live in the leaf litter. So again, if you can keep some of those fallen leaves in your garden beds as a natural mulch, it actually will go a long way in ensuring that you get to see cool birds and butterflies in your yard come spring. So you're saying don't take your lawnmower and mulch up all these leaves. You actually want the leaves intact. Is that right? There's kind of a spectrum of things that you can do. Number one, what typically happens is, you know, Americans are out there and they're spending their weekends with the rake and just trying to get rid of all those leaves, bagging them up in plastic bags, sending them to the landfill. That's actually a really bad thing to do. It's just wasteful. So if you have a lawn, obviously you can't let a bunch of leaves lie on top because it will smother the lawn. So one thing that you can do is rake the leaves from your lawn into your garden beds and just leave them whole as is. That's the most ideal scenario because, again, all of those butterflies and moths and other critters that are actually living in the leaf litter will survive the winter. If you can't do that, yes, you can rake them up and you can put them into a compost bin. They'll break down and then you'll be able to return them to your lawn or your garden as sort of a compost fertilizer, all natural. You could chop them up with a mulching mower as well or chop them up in your compost bin. That of course, isn't quite as ideal because, again, a lot of the critters living in there will not survive that probably, but it's certainly better than throwing them out. You mentioned the impact on landfills. In many parts of the country, you have to get special bags to put lawn clippings and other things like that in for pickup. What actually happens to those special bags of that natural material from lawns? Does it actually go into a landfill or do they divert that somewhere else? That kind of thing is really managed on the local level from city to city, town to town, municipality to municipality. So you kind of have to do a little bit of local research to see what exactly happens. So in many places, there are municipal composting programs and they will collect the leaves that you rake up and they'll compost them and then make that compost available to citizens for free or at a you know minimal rate that you can go collect in the springtime. In other places, they go right into the landfill. And one of the reasons that's bad is that as they break down, that organic material in the landfill produces methane gas, mm. which is one of our worst greenhouse gases that's really contributing to climate change. So anything we can do to minimize the production of additional methane in the environment is a good thing in the really big picture. And it's a really great example of this idea that what happens in your yard can have a big impact beyond your backyard, whether, again, it's protecting major watersheds, our rivers and our bays and our even our oceans, all the way to the climate of the entire planet. Little small actions on your part can be a piece of the puzzle in solving some of those big environmental problems. 
the presence of insects in the garden is actually a sign that your garden is very healthy. And most insects are not pests, and they're beneficial, and you want them around. If we have this standard, like I see a bug, and then I reach for the pesticides, and that's something that we really need to change because the insect population is critically important. It's the bottom of the food chain. Many insects serve beneficial roles like being pollinators, without which we wouldn't have a third of the food that we eat, not to mention all the foods that the wildlife need, the berries and the seeds. So, you know, we really need insects around. And if you have them in your garden, it's actually a good thing. David Mizajewski, naturalist at the National Wildlife Federation. David, is there someplace online where people can learn more? Absolutely. Folks can get a lot more information on this whole idea of gardening for wildlife and having a natural you know, landscape if you go to the National Wildlife Federation's website, nwf.org slash garden. You can also just Google Garden for Wildlife and we'll be the first link that shows up. Well, thanks again for joining us today on InfoTrack. You're welcome. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this week's show. Special thanks to this week's InfoTrack contributors, Roy Mackey, Lisa G., and Gina Tedesco. Our Internet services are provided by Pair Networks. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack.